What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. I've been waiting on this one for a minute. Uh, the op-ed. I really hope you guys all read it um, in the Navy Times. If you haven't, check it out. Uh, I... I don't, I don't think I shared the link to it, but uh, if you go f search, if you Google op-ed uh, vice CNO or VCNO, it'll pop up. It's like one of the first links that pops up because that's part of the subject line is he's addressing it uh, to the, VC, the, the vice CNO or VCNO. And uh, basically what it is is an open letter uh, to the vice CNO on how how broken the chief's mess is and how it's like the biggest problem the navy has and and uh so i kind of mentioned it in a previous uh podcast basically about and you might not actually hear it until later because i have a bunch of uh spin the yarns queued up for for while i'm on deployment uh and this will probably be the last one i share before i go but uh I said I was going to respond to it, right? And, and I was reading the article today, and I was, I was writing notes in it as I went with the intent of basically going back through and dismantling all of his arguments because I get defensive uh, when people attack the Chiefs mess. And then I, and I had to, like, stop myself. Once I finished it, I finished reading it again. I mean, it's like the fifth time I read it. And uh, I... I kind of like stopped myself and it just had the kind of the light bulb go out. If you ever seen this uh, scene from Goodwill Hunting where Robin Williams is talking about how uh, Matt Damon's character got to him a lot when he when he was talking to him in a counseling session about his wife and how it really like pushed his buttons and that's kind of what he does through the whole movie is with Matt Damon's character he's like pushes people's buttons and causes conflict in in a bunch of different ways. Um, and then Robin Williams said, and then I just had this realization and a uh, uh, sweeping calm came over me and I slept like a baby. And you want to know what that calm was? You want to know why I, why I felt that way? And he just looked at him. He goes, you don't know what you're talking about. You have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Uh, and that's kind of the realization I had to a degree, right? And, I, and I'm going to caveat it to a degree. Uh, as I finished reading this article for like the fifth or sixth time, I, I got to the end of it and I was confused by a lot of the arguments and, and I like to, to give it the benefit of the doubt as I'm reading through them. I like to, I like to say like, there's probably something there, right? Like if a, if a junior sailor is this upset about something that they go to this trouble, right? To, to get their arguments heard. There's got to be something to it, right? And, and I'll talk about the, the small pieces of this article that I think there's something there, right? But this particular article, as I was reading through it and I was looking at the arguments, I, like, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. And, and it's not that I think he's wrong about some of the things that he's pointing at and saying, like, these things need improvement. Because he's not. Like, there, there are... Does the Chiefs mess need improvement? Yes. Does does uh, a lot of the ways in which we train and, and mentor and hold people accountable need improvement? Yes. 100%. But... This was like a, a, a smear campaign. This was like a, this was like, I'm just going to take my pot shots and, and then roll out. And the reason I say that is, is go read the article. I really want you to read the article. If you haven't press pause, go read the article. And the reason I want you to read it is because as you go line by line through this article, you will find zero solutions to any problems. Zero. 
And it happened in the it happened the last time that we had one of these ridiculous articles go through the Navy Times, right? Zero solutions. You you voice all these all these concerns and all these all these problems. You're you're pointing at all these things that you think are a problem, and then loosely linking a bunch of evidence that you think proves your point. Like they use the example of uh, the Mikpon that retired, right? And it, and it says right in the line that they resigned under accusations of, as if that is like proof in the proof positive that there's dysfunction and misconduct in the cheese mess. Is there mis- is there dysfunction sometimes? Yes. Is there misconduct? Yes. But pointing at a, at a Mikpon that is accused of something is like pointing at anyone that's accused of something and then tar and feathering them and, and, and writing them off, right? Like if, if this kid was accused of something, I guarantee he would expect every opportunity to prove his innocence and every opportunity to go through the judicial process and be innocent until proven guilty. But not when it supports his argument, right? If it supports his argument, I mean, he was he re, he retired and he was on the cover of the Navy Times, so he must be guilty, right? I'm not saying he's not, but I am saying he deserves the benefit of the doubt until the process is done, and then if the investigation concludes that he's guilty, so be it. Hold him accountable. And then we move on to all these other things with zero evidence supporting any of it, right? And I'm going to do the research because I'm genuinely curious. But, like, the submarine force doesn't use the PQS program and doesn't use the, the naval education and training courses very often for very many things. We have our own thing called CTQS and Gnosis that we use for qualifications and training, and it's completely different. Um, and... I don't know that the Chiefs Mess owns these programs. I imagine they own the uh, implementation of them on ships and in squadrons and wherever, right? I, I, I understand that they probably are like the coordinators or the administrators of these programs on board ships. But when you're pointing at, at a PQS that is outdated or has an outdated reference or whatever, like, are you pointing at a chief that's in charge of that at Netsy or, or wherever? Or are you pointing at the chief on your ship and telling him that he's all jacked up because he's not taking that program seriously? Because that's something I'm genuinely curious about. I don't know how those programs are administrated, but I'd like to I'd like to hear about it. But again, it's like there's nothing there in his argument where he, where he's proving any of the points that he wants to. Right? It's not evidence. It's just an accusation, and it's one that I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's founded in anything, but I can't imagine it is. I can't imagine that these things aren't signed out by some admiral that works at Netsy. Did a chief help build the program? Sure. Could we update it? Sure. Does it probably need updating? Absolutely. I just had a huge update to my training program where we had a bunch of qual cards get added that needed to get added. We had a lot of references get updated, and we had a lot of like testing material and all this other stuff get updated, and training material especially. But somebody made that happen. Somebody made that happen by voicing their their the need for it and by pushing hard to get it done and by communicating through the right avenues to make that happen. 
and keep reading through the article, there's more and more of these supporting air quote arguments. But there's no evidence supporting any of the points this kid's making about how dysfunctional and damaged the Chiefs mess is and how people how people that are are dying in training accidents or how ships colliding or how any of the bad things that are happening in the Navy are all related to the Chiefs mess being dysfunctional. And it hurts my heart to read this because A, the Navy Times published it in the first place. I mean, it's like I, I thought and I'm not a journalist, but I thought there was some kind of process, some kind of journalistic integrity involved in, in vetting something like this, but I guess not. I mean, this is a, this is a Facebook post at the end of the day. And I'm and I'm irritated not because it's an attack on the Chiefs mess. I'm irritated because so many junior sailors that are bright intelligent kids that are like high functioning that have so much to offer spend their time complaining pissing and moaning and offering zero solutions offering zero substance what are you doing about it what are you contributing to the solution please tell me this I spent probably Two hours of my life talking to one of my junior sailors that was a student of mine in A school about this because she shared the article and I wanted to know because I've talked to chiefs about it but I'm on the other side of the looking glass of course my viewpoint is biased I made the point from the beginning that I'm going to be defensive of the chiefs mess because I love it and because I'm a part of it so I asked her, I'm like, look, I, explain this to me. Where is this viewpoint coming from? Like, explain to me where this is really coming from because the article doesn't do it. This kid's obviously upset. He obviously had poor leadership on more than one occasion and, and learned to distrust the Chiefs mess, which breaks my heart. But it obviously happened for whatever reason. And I'm asking her, I'm like, look, what, what about this is true? Like, what about this do you, does, resonates with you? And I'll tell you what she said. I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. She said, as junior guys, we really look up to the chief's mess in our times of need, but often we find it that they, they don't really guide us in the direction we need. They tell us to figure it out. And when we try to do so, we end up screwing stuff up. Then report shits are made. I found myself trying to get training from the Chiefs mess. Uh, and I find it just being pushed down to a lower rank. And they also need the same training. In a perfect Navy, that's how things would work. But our Navy is far from perfect. Sitting us down in front of a computer and telling us to do an NKO doesn't teach us anything. Being on a ship, you need hands-on training. My Chiefs mess doesn't do that. They are the most experienced in our rate, so they shouldn't they be giving us the proper training uh, for us to succeed as well? The same thing applies to PQSs. People just sign them and then give a board, and boom, you're officially qualified and you don't know anything. I'm not going to lie. We think the Chiefs mess is just out to protect themselves and let us struggle and screw up. And I asked her, I'm like, did you ever experience a good chief? And she said, two chiefs and one senior chief. And I said, like, and considering how long she's been in the Navy, I mean, she's at like two and a half, three years. I said, really, that many? Uh, how did your experience differ with them 
uh, from from the bad ones. And she said, even though they were out of rate, I could rely on them to walk me through every process and help find ways for me to learn whatever it was uh, or help me through whatever hardship I was going through. Whereas uh, the, the bad ones, no joke, just directed me elsewhere, told me to Google it. I was like, wow, you know, like, do you feel your experience is pretty representative of the majority of junior sailors? She said, 100%. And I said, so basically, besides dropping an anvil on these bad chiefs, what do you feel like the solution is? And she said, I honestly don't know what a good solution is or would be other than these chiefs going through the same learning process as us to realize that it's not reaching us, but you also can't make people care. And I said, but they did, didn't they? I said, I mean, the Navy was a little different in 2002, uh, but I started in the same place you did. And I talked about, like I always do, I feel like leadership development isn't taken very seriously. And as a result of poor leadership, we lose the majority of the brightest, most motivated sailors like you to attrition. Uh, The ones who know they can succeed as civilians, but had a desire to serve. Those are the ones that that leave. Uh, She said, yes, uh, they did, but it's like they didn't learn anything going through it. So go through it again. Not really sure how we do that, but uh, she said, I wish the chief's mess uh, would put themselves back in our shoes and then lead that way. Uh, I get that leading divisions is hard, uh, but it's even harder to be at the bottom without a leader that's guiding you through. Uh, if you, if that makes sense, and I, it entirely does. Uh, I joined literally because I wanted to serve. I was accepted to colleges, and it was all going to be paid for, but I wanted to be part of something uh, bigger than myself to make a difference, and I'm most definitely not the only sailor out there that wanted the same thing uh, and now kind of regrets joining. Um and I said, I understand. Part of me wonders how the culture in the chief's mess differs between submarines and everywhere else. Cause that's, that's my context. That's what I experienced the most. And that in submarines, honestly, like the bad chiefs are the minority and are generally held accountable uh, by the group to me be made better. And I was like, there's certainly commands that get this wrong, but I think as a whole, uh, we do this pretty well. Uh, and I'm frustrated by the lack of attention and resources devoted to, le- to leadership development and its improvement. I attribute the majority of the problems that affect junior sailors every day, as well as all CPO misconduct, to a lack of this leadership development, for which accountability is a part. Uh, and then I said, do you think there are many sailors like you that, that want to stick around to be the good chief based on the lessons they learn on the way up? Uh, she said to me, uh, you were the first senior chief that I had ever really met. And that was an ace. It was in a school. Cause I was an a school instructor when she was there. And, and I, and I still, to this day remember speech that you gave to us about being more than just cooks. And honestly, when stuff gets rough in the galley, uh, I censored that, <laughs> during underways, uh, I always think back to that. And I tell my junior guys the same thing. It's motivating. And yes, I do think there are more of us. I'm sure there are chiefs out there today that stayed around to be the better chief. Uh, she said, I may not stay a CS, but I want to make it that far. Uh, so I or to lead my guys the proper way someday. I've been in two and a half years and I've met so many E6s and E5s that have the same mindset. Uh, and I basically told her like, good, that, I'm, that may, it makes me really happy to know that, that people are going to stick around um, and do that. And, and I kind of, I thought the conversation was interesting for a couple of reasons, right? So talking to her about this gave me some perspective on that they... 
that junior sailors think that like we're aliens or something. That like I didn't come out of my mom's womb a, ch- a senior chief. Didn't happen that way. I went through the same things you did, and I I went through them in arguably. I don't know if tougher is the right word. It was different, and in a lot of ways, it was more difficult. Uh, it was less fair. That's a, that's the best way to put it. It was less fair. My experience was less fair than yours is. Uh, I, I got treated a lot worse in ways that I don't really want to get into, That but that are probably considered hazing nowadays. Uh, I... I can tell you right now it was a lot more difficult for me to not get jaded and not get that bad taste in my mouth and I've talked about before that as a junior guy leading up to being a a senior E5 I was that guy I was angry and bitter and jaded and I didn't want anything to do with this organization and the only thing that kept me around was I had a good chief a good chief kept me in the Navy a good chief is the reason why you're hearing my voice right now and when I when I read this article, it, it drives me absolutely nuts because the people that they encounter that are bad chiefs are people that forget where they came from, are people that make excuses for the crap they had to deal with on the way up and that turn into the bad leaders that they're complaining about, that shirk responsibility, that pass the buck. People that view the issue that view poor leadership through the prism that this kid does are the people that end up these E7s that they got to deal with. It's part of the problem. And it drives me absolutely nuts that a kid this intelligent reasoned his way into this type of an opinion. What are you doing about it? Because I, I get so upset about this and I get so passionate about this because I fought and I've clawed tooth and nail and all I've won on the other end is just inches in this battle to improve leadership in our Navy to make the Chiefs mess stronger to make sure that your experience is better I've given pieces of myself to this say I've given pieces of myself to this I'm not talking about just me personally I'm talking about the chief's mess people sacrifice parts of their lives, time with their family time they'll never get back to make it better for you and all you can offer is pointing a finger and contributing absolutely nothing to the solution Well, shipmate, I got a, I got a solution for you. It's called "Be the Change You Want to See." It's incredibly simple. You've probably heard it before. When you recognize a problem, leader, identify a solution and do something about it. Whatever that something is. I guarantee you can be part of it. And the solution to the problem that we're talking about, really, which is leadership development and education, it's all I talk about. It's the reason I spend my free time doing this. You can contribute to. I'm doing it right now. I do it every day. With people that are CSs, with people that aren't. 
with sailors every day. Be creative. Look around, find a piece of it that you can affect. You're a surface ET operating at a squadron. So what can you do to make that organization better? What can you do to make your leader's job easier? What can you do to lead better? Are you doing it? Really? Are you doing everything you can to make it better? Or are you sitting around complaining? Are you sitting there using the plight of the junior sailor as an excuse? Pointing at the bad guy. Pointing at the easy target. And saying they're the problem, VCNO. And you need to fix it. Because like I answered the question for the young lady I talked to about this, is Chiefs did go through the same thing. They went through the same thing you did, arguably more difficult. And they came out the other end for whatever reason, good leadership or bad, the product that they are. And they did it in the absence of quality leadership development and education. If they didn't catch a quality mentor, then they didn't get that. There's a lot more resources available to you now than there was to us then. There still isn't brick and mortar leadership development, schools, classes, resources. There still isn't a lot of money or effort put into leadership development education in the Navy. There just isn't. Again, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But what are you doing about it? What are any of you doing about it? Hopefully, it's the reason you're listening to this podcast is to get better, is to spread the word, is to use whatever tools that I'm able to provide to you, whatever experiences, whatever whatever misadventures I went on that I can share with you to make your, your experience easier and better, to provide you with the tools you need to take care of your sailors. Hopefully, you're reading Hopefully you're taking classes. There's a lot you can do. And hopefully you're applying all of those things to making your organization better, to making your work center better, to developing the next generation of leaders that are going to replace you, and to equipping yourselves with everything you need to replace me. Because shipmate, if you think you can do it better, come on down. I will welcome you with open arms. I will give you every lesson I possibly can to equip you to take my place. But when we go out there and we just point fingers and we cast stones without contributing anything to the solution, you need to reevaluate. You need to ask yourself where the real problem lies. Because I'm, I will never say the Chiefs mess is perfect. We are a flawed organization. And you could post 20 articles about proven, substantiated Chief misconduct. Guarantee it. A lot of which were avoidable. And, I, and I'll get on that side of the argument with you. And tell you all about those things. And then I'll start offering solutions to them. Because that's what we do. As chiefs, we fix problems. We take care of sailors. If your chief wasn't doing that for you, I apologize. I will take that and I'll put that on my back 
just like I do every other burden that we carry and I'll run with it. And I'll do everything I can while I'm collecting this paycheck to fix that. In every chief I train, in every chief I lead, and in myself on a daily basis. But what are you doing? Plant your feet in front of a mirror and ask yourself that question. And don't do it in front of people. Just do it by yourself so that you can be honest about it. And there's no shame in it. I do it every day. The very next podcast I'm going to record is about how I screwed something up and the lessons I learned from that. And how I owned it. You don't get to stand there and cast stones and pretend that you're infallible and that none of the fault lies with you and that this isn't a team sport and that you're just going to point at the Chiefs mess, talk about how much they suck, critique the culture of an organization you can't possibly fully understand and then make it someone else's problem to fix and then walk off. That's not how the world works. And just like I said last time, if you think that you're going to transition either into the chief's mess, into the officer ranks, or into the civilian population and succeed with that outlook, with that methodology, with that problem solving or lack thereof process, you will fail. In, in any one of those arenas, you will fail. I guarantee it. And if you want to debate me on this, look me up. You can contact me, don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message me or you can DM me on Instagram at DGuts Podcast. Stop by anytime. And I'm it's not threatening. I really want to talk to this kid. And I'm sure that after listening to this with the passion that's in my voice, it's probably not gonna think it's a good idea. But I'm telling you right now, love to talk about it. I would love to talk about it because I don't understand how anyone can make that type of an argument, offer zero solutions and accept zero responsibility. And yes, I'm accepting responsibility. I understand that our process isn't perfect. I understand there there are E7s out there that are providing you with a piss poor leadership experience. And I wish I could clone myself, not that I'm perfect, but I wish I could replace that guy. And I fight for that every single day. It's the reason I stuck around. It's the reason why I continue to punch this clock and do what I do every day so that the guys that I lead, the guys that I affect on a daily basis don't have to experience that. And the chiefs that I train understand that it's that important and that they will not put them their sailors in that position and that they will take care of their people. And that their sailors will not have to experience that poor leadership. And the mess that I help lead will never put their sailors in that position. And if they try to, I promise you they're getting held accountable. I will shut the door behind them and burn them to the ground. And what's left behind will be a chief that understands the importance of quality leadership. And how it is absolutely unacceptable to do anything less than that. So that's my response. I hope you hear it. And whether you respond to me or contact me or not, I hope you understand why I'm so fired up. I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed. And I hope... 
that this switch this switch flips. I hope that you understand, and maybe that we get to have a conversation about it, and that you can maybe tell me what was left out of the article. Maybe tell me what you forgot to write down. Because what is your solution? That the VCNO holds us accountable? Okay, what's that going to look like? How does that get fixed? Go read about the Fat Leonard scandal and tell me that the officer ranks are any better off based on the lack of resources devoted to leadership development and education in our Navy. Tell me they're any better off. Tell me they're doing it better and then show me the evidence. Because they're not. This is a bigger problem than you're seeing from your viewpoint. And it's fixable, but not by the VCNO taking off a bunch of chiefs' heads. You're addressing a tiny symptom to a much larger problem. And you're also broadly generalizing a population of leaders, the vast majority of which who would lay down in traffic to take care of you. That's what I got for you today. Uh, I, I already am kind of like, I don't know how to communicate this any other way. I, I, a part of me wishes I wouldn't have been as fired up as I was and I wouldn't have sounded as aggressive as I do. And I still probably do, but it's just how I felt the message needed to come out. Uh, if anybody uh, has anything regarding it, hit us up. Uh, I already put the info out. I know you guys have heard it a million times, so I won't repeat it again. Uh, but share your opinions with me. I, I really enjoyed getting the perspective of uh, of the junior sailor I talked to about this. I've talked to a couple others just at, at work in passing uh, kind of about it. Um, talked to my mentor about it. Talked to uh, some other chiefs about it. But, yeah, I was a little little disappointed uh that that representation was made of junior sailors too because the conversation i had with the young lady that i did i uh, was a lot more impressed with how she thought through it uh and that she was willing to have the dialogue instead of just shotgun blasting it and walking it off that was very disappointing uh but i'm i'm happy that the kid has a voice uh, I'm happy that his voice got heard, even though I don't like what he had to say and the ways that he said it. Um, but if there's one thing that I 100% agree with, it's that all of you do have a voice. All of you should leverage all of the mechanisms you have for that voice to be heard. And then when you do end up in the position uh, that I'm in now, advocate for him push that message up because he is right the navy does trust us from the e7 to e9 level to represent you guys and it's a probably the most important part of our job that uh that sometimes gets lost that sometimes we don't do as good as we could uh but that never stops being as important as it is and that in order for us to do properly, we need to be wide open. We need to be listening to you guys, receiving that feedback, asking those questions, and then using that to communicate it up. Because I can tell you on more than one occasion, like I've said a million times, uh, you guys come up with more creative and innovative solutions than I ever could. I'm a dinosaur in this game. And I, if I know nothing else, it's that the smartest thing for me to do is ask you all and, uh, and utilize your talents and your intelligence and your creativity 
to get to the best solution possible because at the end of the day, you all are the ones that have to put it into place and I'm just there to back you up, motivate you, train you and, and QA the process uh, at the end of the day. So uh, that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. 